You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How does Sam compare Jonathan Kaminga to guys like Jalen Johnson and Scotty Barnes? The answer may surprise you. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. You are locked on the NBA draft. My name is Sam Ferris. I am one of your co-hosts, and to nobody's surprise, I am joined by my good friend and the other member of the Draft Dummies. Cody, how's it going for you this afternoon? It's going really well. I'm excited to do a similar episode to last week for those of you who tuned in where we broke down five of the top lead ball handlers in the class. This week, Sam and I are going to do a similar exercise with what we like to call some of the bigger wings from this class. That is right. And Cody, when I came up with this episode idea, this format of you know grouping players by position or by archetype and then ranking them on a variety of different uh, topics, this group and this crop of big wings was kind of the reason that I came up with that idea, because to me, these guys are some of the hardest guys for me to differentiate. I'd say it's one of kind of the sticking points for me in terms of fleshing out my big board. Yeah, absolutely. This exercise was pretty tricky. So the five wings we're going to talk about today are Jalen Johnson, Scotty Barnes, Rocco Perkison, Franz Wagner, and Jonathan Kaminga. And as we go through, you know, just to start out, I think in a lot of these categories, you can argue for four or five, you know, sometimes all five of these guys, we might argue, are almost interchangeable, and that's what makes it so hard. And that's why I also think that we are going to differ more than certainly we did last time, and I am excited for that. Um, So which category, Cody, do you want to start with here? Oh, yeah, and it's important to note, These categories are different from the lead ball handler categories. There are some that are the same, but uh, being wings, there's some, you know, variances and skills that that are more important. So let's go ahead. Let's start with defense. And then after that, in this first segment, we'll move on to three-point shooting. But let's go with defense first. Sam, how do you rank these five prospects on the defensive end of the floor? All right, so starting with, to me, maybe the most important uh, category that we're going to rank these guys on, defense. So the way that I have it, Cody, is I have Scotty Barnes 1, Franz Wagner 2, Rocco, Rocco, excuse me, Perkushin 3. And then I have like a split or a tier there. And then to me, after that, it's Jalen Johnson and then Jonathan Kaminga. So the first three... I group together, and then the next two are kind of a rung down from those guys. Yeah, so what's interesting is I agree with that order uh, right now. For, uh, or I should say this better. I agree with that order for them right now, but my order for kind of how I'm projecting them is similar, but a slight difference. So I had Scotty Barnes, number one, Franz, number two, and then... I think going forward in the future, I do think Jalen Johnson will become the better defender. So I put him three, Rocco four, and Kaminga five. 
Wow. So did I, did I get you on the Jalen Johnson wave? Did I finally <laughs> convince you to come over? It sounds kind of like No, it. I just, I just think that he, I think he's heady enough and I think he's going to, um, become, you know, a pretty decent defender. So the difference between him and Kaminga, they both have the physical tools. Kaminga, I mean, his athleticism, I think he could be, you know, an absolute stud wing defender. I just don't, watching the film on him, I just don't think he's going to ever put it all together where he becomes an elite stopper. I do think Jalen Johnson uh, can improve. He has a long ways to go, but I think he can get there. And since he is 6'9", 220 plus pounds, uh, he could be a great defender on that end, but he does have a lot of learning to do. Uh, Rocco is certainly uh, ahead of him at this point. Yeah, to me, actually, more so even than the jump shot, the defense is going to be the swing skill in the swing just side of the ball for Jalen Johnson. And if you told me right now, like, any outcome for Jalen Johnson defensively, I'd buy it. Like, he could end up being really good because, like you said, he has the physical tools he is a very smart player, but there certainly were worrying signs. He does float in and out of games, doesn't play with a ton of force. So like I said, if he was a great defender five years from now, wouldn't be surprised. If he was like just very subpar, also wouldn't be too surprised. I do want to say here that Franz, I think, is underrated by some. He has really good instincts. He is, we'll talk about the physical tools, but he is huge. To me, he's the best of these guys kind of rotating around the rim, being in the correct spot, being there to help guys, and just kind of the that help defense around the rim is what separates him from some of the guys below him. So I do think Scotty Barnes' ceiling on that side is a bit higher, but I really like Franz, and I think right now, I actually think Franz is the better defender. Yeah, I really like Franz on that end of the floor. Reminds me a bit of Bohan Bagdanovich on the Jazz, who actually moves his feet really well on the perimeter and is tough and is, you know, a bigger guy, too, where he's he's a lot of weight to move around as an offensive player. So I, I like Franz. Uh, we both had Scotty, Scotty Barnes, number one, the athleticism, the length uh, at his, you know, six foot nine size as well. Uh, real quickly, why do you have Kaminga five? Um, I just think that he over relies some on his tools. If you watch the film, he's playing a lot of catch up. He has to kind of use those tools to recover, but he tends to get beat a lot. So while he does have very good physical tools, and again, we keep alluding to these physical tools, that's a whole separate category that we're going to hit later. But I just, I think he's a step certainly below the other four guys in terms of his IQ, his processing on both sides of the floor, and that's, to me, why he's number five. Yeah, some guys have the physical tools, and they never really figure it out basketball IQ-wise. But we've seen guys that have struggled early. Even if you think about your own life with some of your friends or whatever, uh, there, there are instances where guys get to 20, 21, 22 years old, maybe even a little older and something just clicks and they finally, they get it. If that ever happens with Kaminga and he has the drive and the motor and it defensive IQ just clicks, uh, the physical tools are pretty awesome and he could be great on that end. But right now, and uh, just kind of projection going forward, 
the film isn't great and and i definitely have him below the other four yeah so you're ready to move on to the three-point shooting cody yeah let's do it so the the reason you know getting to these categories later on we have off-ball offense which we have as a different category and some might question why do you guys have three-point shooting and off-ball offense well to us i think whether or not these guys shoot is just so important to their outcome because they have so many other impressive tools including the physical profile but if the shot doesn't come around then it's hard to know and it's just unlikely that those things really get unlocked so double counting that is just important. And there's obviously other things that go into off ball offense too, that we'll cover, but starting with just the jumper from three, Cody, give me, give me your list. So number one, I had Franz. And then after that, I put yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Seriously. No, I actually, I do have Rocco number two for now. And then after that, well, I mean, the the other three guys all just grouped together, Kaminga, Jalen Johnson, and Scotty Barnes. Um, all three of them are going to have a ton of work to do. And like you just already said, this is the major swing skill. It always is for so many of these wings. And uh, I hope I hope all three can develop an NBA shot. It's just it's kind of hard to predict. Some guys uh, get it. You know, a lot of times you know, everyone puts in the work and they do try and get better. But for, for whatever reason, um, some people, it really improves like Kawhi Leonard, for example, and, and other people, it never quite gets there. I really hope all three do, especially Scotty Barnes. I would love it if Scotty Barnes can become a spot up three point shooter. And transitioning into my list, I have Scotty Barnes fifth, but again, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't be confident betting on these guys you know, determining the outcome of their three-point shot for any of these five guys. So the, my order I have is Franz one, Jalen Johnson two, Rocco three, Kaminga, and then Scotty Barnes. The reason why I have Franz one is because I think he has good mechanics. He has shown to a certain extent that he can make shots, though I I am actually lower on his shot than most other people. Um, I think some people are kind of banking on results that we haven't really seen to this point. And I also don't really think he has the mentality to get up enough volume to the point that he's really a guy with any gravity. And so I kind of worry about just the mental side of him, one, losing confidence and two, really getting up enough to be a valuable shooter. So, you know, some people might have him quite a bit higher than the rest of these guys. I actually, I actually don't. Um, any other points, Cody? Jalen Johnson, to you, what, where do you see him in terms of the shooting just from three? Oh, yeah, he shot, what, 44% from three this year, but I think it was eight of 18, so not yeah. a lot of volume <laughs> in 20 games. And I will say his shot, it looks fine. Uh, Scotty Barnes, I think, has, you know, the farthest way to come, and that's why you have him at five. But as you've noted on Twitter recently, uh, it is getting better from when he was in high school. Uh, but I would also just echo what you said about Franz, you know, that I haven't been super high on his shooting, uh, at any point. And part of it is, or I've said this, just that his reputation kind of preceded him a little bit there. But, uh, for me, it's just, it's the confidence thing when watching the actual games, but you know, maybe with more volume and more training and, 
he starts to to figure that out mentally. Uh, obviously, is number one compared to these other four guys. Okay, a couple more notes from me to juxtapose Franz with Rocco. Rocco doesn't have the form that Franz does, but he has a ton of confidence in himself. If there is any daylight, Rocco is shooting the ball, and to me, that's that's almost equally as valuable as. Uh, like the form or even the numbers, definitely. I really value a guy having confidence in himself and willing to take shots over and over when he's open. So if the if he's able to work and refine the mechanics, I think Rocco might be number one here. Jalen Johnson, to me, I like you know well enough the standstill jumper from three. I don't really think he's going to be much of a pull-up shooter or a shooting off movement. But just the set shot from three, I think, is going to be good enough. And then lastly, on Kaminga, you know, first thing you look at is things you can't teach. And you can't teach touch. And personally, I don't think Kaminga has very good touch. I think he has a chance to become more of a pull-up guy. He he can take kind of different shots, like fadeaways in the post. So he might have a little bit more variety but I, I don't think he's going to be efficient and I just don't think he has that great of touch. So that's why he's downgraded to me. I like it. After the break, we're going to get into some more categories, including scoring. So stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with fans, other athletes, insiders, all in real time about your favorite team or your favorite sport. Locker Room, again, is the perfect place to start or join conversations about any league. You can also find many locked-on hosts across the NBA, MLB, NHL, NFL, and more hosting these rooms. Um, And the great thing also is that they were previously only available on Apple, but it's now available on all platforms. So be sure to create a profile link to your Twitter, and go join in on the conversation with Locker Room. Again, Locker Room changing the way that we talk sports. Today on the Road to the Finals, our NBA playoff coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. The playoffs have been awesome. All three series at the time we're recording this, are knotted up at 2-2, which, you know, I I can't ask for anything more than that when it comes to playoff basketball when these games or when these series start going six, seven games. So let's get into these other categories, Sam. You want to uh, go with scoring next? Yeah, uh, let's go with scoring. So this is the first category to me where I had a lot of trouble ranking these guys, putting them in order, And part of the reason is because, number one, I don't think any of these guys are very good scorers at this point. And number two, I don't think that's going to be a role for any of these guys, at least as I project them at the next level. The one guy, though, that you could argue is Kaminga, but uh, I just don't see the efficiency again with him. I'm kind of burying the lead here, but I am just lower on Kaminga across the board than pretty much everyone else, probably by quite a bit, a pretty substantial margin. And so, yeah, none of these guys to me, at least if I were kind of the coach of a team would be a guy that I have in, 
any type of real scoring role, but still having the ability to score, still having some of those tools is important. So, Cody, uh, what's what's your list here? Yeah, this one, <laughs> this one was tough for me, and uh, I have this, I have them ranked, but honestly, you could jumble the the whole list of five any yeah. which way and I'd probably be okay with it. Yeah. Cause they're, they're all they're, in the same tier for me too. They're all in the same tier. So the difference between one and five is nothing, but I ended up settling actually with Franz number one, Jalen Johnson, number two, Rocco three, Barnes four and Kaminga five. But truly, honestly, you could jumble that any which way and I would probably be okay with it. Yeah, so my list is completely different, but I changed this list quite a bit right before we even started. Again, we already talked about Kaminga. I have him at number two just because he does have scoring tools. He does have the ability to get off tough shots and make them. But again, he's just not a guy that I would hand the keys to in terms of a scoring role in the NBA. And that's part of the reason I'm lower on him is I just don't really see him as having many ancillary skills and I don't see the efficiency nor really the high-end kind of effectiveness for him to have that role. So I have him too, but it's like, what's the point really? Because I, I wouldn't really want him to have to do that. I have Rocco number one, and I guess he showed the ability to create shots off the bounce. He'll take some pull-ups. He'll take some step-backs. But even that is still all very rudimentary for him, and I don't think that's going to be his role at the next level. But I guess if you squint your eyes really hard at all five of these guys, he's maybe the guy that I could see kind of hitting that. I have Franz fourth on my list because he just doesn't have that mentality to really go out and just get buckets, number one. And I think having that mentality is important in terms of scoring. And he his handle isn't that good. He's definitely not a guy that's really ever going to create for himself too much off the bounce now. You know, along with most of these guys, if the defense is scrambled and he gets swung the ball, I really like him in terms of attacking closeouts, making a play there. But if he's your primary, certainly not primary, but even as a secondary guy, not really a scorer to me. I have Scotty fifth because I don't see him as a guy that really creates much at all in the half court. And I have Jalen Johnson third. So pretty much all these guys are kind of in the same category where they're not going to be used in that way. Um, is there anything else you kind of had differentiating these guys, Cody? No, not really. <laughs> yeah, this this was a really tough category, and seriously, someone could put these rank them in any way, and I I wouldn't really have any objections. I would just be curious as to as to why and be okay with it. But uh, I have Scotty Barnes number four. Uh, I really like his feel offensively, and we'll talk about off-ball offense, you know, in a, another category here. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would, I guess, I would say Franz right now is the most polished, in my opinion. But uh, certainly, you know, all five of these guys have the potential. At you know, they're all four of them are six nine listed, and Kaminga I've seen listed six seven, uh, six eight. So. Uh, they all have a, a lot of work to put in. We'll just we'll just say that. Yeah, for sure. I do. I think Jalen Johnson and Scotty Barnes for me, you know, just going super high level. We're going to do our final rankings at the end. But the hardest guys for me to rank are Jalen Johnson and Scotty Barnes, because 
to me, I know that I definitely prefer Franz to Kaminga, and I definitely prefer Rocco to Franz. So I have those guys in in permanent marker in my mind, those three guys in order. But Jalen Johnson, Scotty Barnes, I'm just not too sure. And I think, you know, we've seen that in a lot of the categories. But um, do you want to do physical profile next? Because to me, this one is probably the hardest of all, all uh, what, six or seven of these. Yeah, let's do it. So number one for me, th- okay, first we should say this is physical profile and athleticism kind of yeah. all in one. Um, I actually went with Scotty Barnes, number one, number two, I went Kaminga and then three Jalen Johnson. And then I kind of had Rocco and Franz kind of four or five. I was kind of flopping them back and forth. Okay. So, Hey, we got more difference here. Mine's completely different. So, um, okay. Scotty Barnes was the guy you had one. So I wanted to discuss that first. He's number four for me. My list, but I, I'm not completely sold on this. Jalen Johnson, one. Rocco, two. Kaminga, Scotty Barnes. And then a tier. And then Franz would be fifth. But I think Franz is still an underrated athlete and underrated physical profile. But these guys, most of them are where they are due to the physical profile. And then some of them have good high IQ as well. But Scotty Barnes, to me, uh, the thing that sticks out with him is the length. Like, I'm excited to see how he measures in terms of the wingspan because that really stands out. However, I do think he is, I don't know if I'd say overrated, but to me, I think he's like an average, probably maybe below average vertical athlete. Again, some of that's disguised just because of how long he is, but he's not really a leaper. And you see that around the rim. He doesn't really do much rim protection, come over, help side, get blocks. And that's manifested with the block and steal rates. He's a guy that has very good hands and anticipation, gets the steals. He doesn't really get the blocks or affect too many shots around the rim. Part of that is just because at Florida State, he played on the perimeter. But I do tend to think he's a little overrated physically. Again, mostly because not a great vertical athlete. And he moves well on the perimeter. But I don't see him being able to guard like most guards. I see him guarding kind of more of the bigger wings. So I guess, do you view Scotty Barnes as a better athlete than I do? Yeah, I think so. So okay. Kaminga is the more eye-popping athlete, and I would say Jalen Johnson is pretty similar to Scotty Barnes for me, but I actually think Scotty Barnes will be the most functional athlete out of those three. Um, I mean, you can watch the highlights and see the flashes where he is just, to me, a little bit more coordinated on the break. Uh, I agree. He's not then, like... Then Jalen Johnson or... Yeah. Compared to Kaminga and Johnson. Kaminga, obviously, is, is probably the best raw athlete, I yeah. would say, for sure. But um, but Barnes, it's just a little bit more functional to me. Jalen Johnson will drive, and he likes to jump off that one foot and kind of hang back a lot, which yeah. it's okay, but... Uh, I just I really like Scotty Barnes uh, on on the break and cutting and all three of those guys can can finish and have shown to be pretty decent cutters. But uh, yeah, again, this isn't for me. There's not huge differences Uh, like they're more all in the same tier, like we were saying for scoring. But I ended up I just think Barnes is going to be uh, the most functional out of them. 
Yeah, so I have him fourth. I have Rocco second, Kaminga third, and Franz fifth. So to me, the guy that I have higher than you is Rocco. And I think his physical profile is actually super intriguing. He has a really big wingspan. I think it's over seven feet. And he's and he has huge hands too. I don't know. I'm excited to see if we get his measurements. But I was watching a game where he was just dribbling in the post and then palmed it and just started waving it around. Huge hands to me, I, I think, are pretty underrated. I think that is going to be valuable to him. He's also a really good run jump athlete, too. I think his vertical and ability to get up is better than Scotty. And Rocco is the youngest player in this draft. And if you just look at him a year ago compared to now, like his his body, that frame has transformed completely. So I think to me, I'm really intrigued by his physical profile. Um and then I would just say that even though I have Franz fifth, like I wouldn't underestimate his physical profile. He is massive. I bet he's the biggest of these guys for sure. And along with amazing timing and IQ, he he just navigates really well, especially on the defensive side of the ball and uses that wingspan. There was a game I watched where he blocked four jump shots against Northwestern. And I just don't think most people understand kind of how big and how long he is. So even though I have him fifth, that just goes to show that these guys are all very, very good in terms of their physical profile. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what's so intriguing about them. And what I was going to say real fast is I agree that Barnes isn't a huge leaper necessarily, but he kind of reminded me of Kawhi coming out of college where Kawhi wasn't seen as a Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan type leaper but as we just saw uh last game when they tied it up 4-4 uh just his length and his hands he just somehow gets to the rim and will just cram it on guys and Barnes had a few of those moments this year where he got in the lane and yeah his head wasn't at the rim but he you know with his length just got that ball up and and put put some guys on some posters Yeah, so I have Jalen Johnson one, so I guess I should mention that. But the key word that you mention is functionality, and that's an issue with most of these guys. I'd say Rocco is kind of the strongest and plays the toughest at this point for me out of these guys, especially considering his age and also that he's playing in a pro league. Uh, But Jalen Johnson, that's the concern. To a certain extent, he is a bit stiff, like you, you did mention, but I think he's a bit more nimble than Scotty Barnes, at least in my opinion, just kind of watching them navigate in the half court. And he did have some absolute monster dunks. He can get up and especially at six, eight, six, nine, he is physically put together. I don't, I don't know. I, the first time I watched him and went through his tape, I really did think that kind of that stiffness was an issue, but going back through, he does make a lot of very impressive plays And just at that size, I don't know. I think I'm just a little higher than some people on Jalen Johnson. And maybe I'm letting that bleed too much over into how I rank him here. Again, all these guys are very close, but uh, that's how I have it. All righty. Well, after this break, we are going to talk about our final two categories, which are playmaking and off-ball offense. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I've said this before, but I'm not a big, I'm not a guy that's just big on protein bars. I usually don't love the taste, 
But the difference is Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. I love cherry. I love raspberry. I love double chocolate. And the other great thing is they're all covered in chocolate, which is a huge bonus for chocolate fans like me. On top of how good they taste, though, they also are very healthy. And Cody and I are health conscious guys. I'm sure most of our listeners are active health conscious guys like us as well. So I really like these. And yeah, again, the best uh, protein bar there is out there. So if you'd like to get yourself some, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports actions. Baseball is in full swing, pun intended, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. How about you go bet on those Seattle Mariners? I like to mention them in this uh, this part of the ad here. So they're still 30th in batting average, 30th in on-base percentage, 29th in slugging percentage, and their pitching staff is 21st in ERA, yet they are only two games below 500 at 33 and 35. So go bet on those Mariners at Bet Online. They also got UFC MMA action. You got the NBA and NHL playoffs going on right now. Uh, so before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online. You can use your laptop, your mobile device. You can get all the sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information over at Bet Online. Uh, use promo code Locked On. Again, that's Locked On, and uh, let them know you came from us, and you'll receive 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Sam. Okay. Go ahead. Let's do the playmaking. I think that's the next one I'm most excited for. And a lot of these guys are pretty special in terms of the passing, uh, the processing, and, and the IQ, especially for their physical tools. So I'll run down my list, and then you give me your arguments. I have Jalen Johnson, one here, just barely over Scotty Barnes at two, then Franz at three, then Rocco at four. Then it's a pretty massive drop-off to Kaminga at five. Yeah, so we're pretty different on this one. Really? Let's hear yes. it. Yes. Okay. So uh, I actually have Scotty Barnes one. I went with Franz number two. I went with Rocco or Rocco number three. Jalen Johnson four and Kaminga five. Okay. So Jalen Johnson again, a big difference here. So I really like both Scotty and Jalen Johnson as passers. Uh, so. I'll start with things that they both do really well. Both of them, especially for guys with those physical tools, are pretty special passers. They both have shown instances even where they can manipulate defenders, open windows, and that's pretty special for, again, guys, especially with those physical tools. They're both also very, very good in transition where they've got an open court. The you know The court's opened up a bit, and they can use those tools to get downhill. The reason why I think Jalen Johnson is slightly better is because, to me, I think he can make slightly harder, more difficult passes. We talked about on his episode, I think he's a little bit better at getting into the paint and just those difficult passes you see from a LeBron or Luka where they can find shooters from impossible angles on the perimeter. I guess I just think Jalen Johnson has a chance to create a little bit more advantages both for himself 
and for others to make those passes that are just a bit more special than what I see from Scotty Barnes. Uh, what I see more from Scotty is more, uh, more from a standstill on the perimeter where he's scanning and he sees things. So the way that I'd kind of say this is to me, Scotty Barnes is kind of like a poor man's Draymond Green, whereas Jalen Johnson is like a much, much poorer man's LeBron, where Draymond Green is kind of scanning from the perimeter and hitting guys coming off screens, uh, you know, even using his eyes and faking guys out and then hitting guys on those backdoor cuts. Things Draymond does fantastic. But what you won't see Draymond do too often is beat his guy off the dribble and then find a shooter in the corner or, you know, run a, a pick and roll and just throw a beautiful bounce pass to the roller. So th- I view Barnes as more of a guy that doesn't quite do it to the same extent off the bounce that a guy like Jalen Johnson does. So the level of difficulty, kind of the high end, you know, if he does hit that outcome, I I think Jalen Johnson's passing is a bit more valuable, but it is splitting hairs. And both these guys are very, very good playmakers for their size. Yeah, absolutely. And Jalen Johnson, there's no doubt that, like you said, he is so good at making some ridiculous passes when he penetrates the defense and then leaves his feet and is able to fling the ball uh, with such great velocity and accuracy uh, at times too. But I had him much lower than Barnes because for every one of those, there's just another play one for one that just like leaves you scratching your head. Um, Scotty Barnes turned the ball over a lot too. I think the turnover percentage was pretty similar Uh, But the assist-to-turnover ratio, um, uh, Jalen Johnson was under one, which isn't good. But So, again, like he he has the potential and he does make those plays, but I also think he he really struggles in the half court at times, too. Like I said, for every one of those really good ones, there's one where he's just making dumb decisions or leaving his feet. Um, And so I – I still like him, but I do have him a little bit lower. And uh, again, this is where I had Barnes one and Jalen Johnson fourth, but there really isn't a ton of difference. I just like Rocco and Franz with their passing ability to seeing a a lot of Rocco. I mean, um, where he's played some in the post and he does a really good job at recognizing where the help is coming from and where the help helping the helper is coming from and, and using skip passes as well. And, all these guys have the size and the strength to put zip on the ball for those those types of passes. So, uh, again, uh, I could take arguments for ranking other than Kaminga probably those those other four. I I would totally listen to arguments for any order on those. Yeah, I, I'm just I guess a bit higher, but I like having these discrepancies. Like Jalen Johnson does make some bad decisions, but to me, when I see his bad decisions. Those are mostly on the defensive side of the ball. He he will make some head-scratching decisions, but I don't think it's really that often. And I will say that while both he and Scotty are very good in transition, I think Jalen Johnson's definitely better. Like Jalen Johnson in transition, some of the passes that he makes are like very, very good. Um, And then the other thing, this is totally just anecdotal, but it just seemed like guys just didn't shoot the ball well at all off passes from Jalen Johnson this year. Maybe that's not true. Maybe that's just an excuse, but Jalen Johnson didn't 
play even that many minutes this year. So I've I've watched all the minutes he played. Just anecdotally, it seems like guys didn't make shots that they should have. And it's a small sample size, so that can happen. I think he has the talent to be the best. And this, again, is projecting them kind of three, four years from now. So that's why I, I have him number one. I like it. All right, let's get into our last category here of off-ball offense. Now, we already talked about three-point shooting, so this can factor into that a little bit, but off-ball offense is also your willingness to move, you know, the difference between Steph and Dame Lillard and James Harden. It goes a long ways. Your willingness to move off-ball, attacking closeout when you do get the swing after the defense breaks down, and then cutting and what slashing uh, as well. So what do you have them ranked? Yeah, so this one pretty easily, I have Franz number one. That's where he does set himself apart a little bit. To me, he's almost a bit like a Halliburton from last year, where whether or not you view him as a creator on the ball, I call him kind of like a grease guy offensively, where no matter where you put him, he's going to make things more smooth for your offense. One play that stood out in my film study this week was, I think it was maybe the same Northwestern game. I don't remember for sure. But the ball got swung to him quickly. And instead of holding the ball, Franz immediately passed it back and caught the rotation in the wrong spot. And just those, and he got his that shooter open for an easy three that he hit. Just that ability to move the ball quickly, make decisions without holding the ball, is something that I really value and I think goes a long way towards just having that smooth operating offense. And I think he moves off the ball really well, but I think he's the best decision maker. So that was an easy number one for me. After that, I have Rocco, Jalen Johnson, Scotty Barnes, and then a pretty big drop off to Kaminga. Yeah, so number one, I had Franz for a lot of the reasons you said. He also at this point is the best shooter of this group. Uh, and yeah, he's just heady. I trust him and Barnes probably the most, I guess Rocco too, uh, at least for me, just with making the correct pass and the right pass. It's not always the flashiest thing. Um, and then, so I had Franz one and then I had Rocco two, and then I had Johnson and Barnes pretty similar there. And then I had Kaminga. Yeah. A tier below. So, for you, where did you have Scotty again? Was C4 or three? Uh, him and Johnson were kind of tied for three. Yeah. And you had Rocco too as well, right? Yep. That's where I had him. So what do you like about Rocco in terms of his off-ball offense? So Rocco um, won at this, at this point and projecting forward. I think he is probably, uh, after Franz, the best spot-up shooter. And... Yeah. In which he has a lot of improvement to go as well. But, you know, compared to Johnson, Barnes, and Kaminga, he's definitely ahead as of now. Uh, And then he's a really solid passer as well. And you can tell playing, being a young kid, playing in a professional league for a long time, he has gotten so much great experience on what it means to be, you know, a role player and a team player. I think overseas prepares guys much better for that than the AAU circuit. Uh, and so watching the, the film, uh, he makes the correct passes. Uh, he's timely. He doesn't try and do too much uh, when, you know, he shouldn't. And uh, so I think 
not to the level of Franz as a Greece guy, but I think Rocco is a smart enough player and pretty well-rounded where you could stick him and, and he's not going to hurt you and try and do too much. Very willing screener as well. Uh, yeah. The other point that I would make is I think all these guys could be really good attacking closeouts with their physical tools, with the IQ. But in order to force guys to close out, you have to have, you know, some type of gravity. You have to have a reason for guys to actually close out on you to be able to attack closeouts, right? Obviously, that's part of the definition of a closeout. So to me, like you said, Rocco has some work to do on the form on his jump shot. But like we mentioned earlier, he it, he has the willingness and he does take shots. Even when he misses, he does not let it get to him. So my my point here that I think is important is if the percentage and if the mechanics get to a good enough threshold, then I think he's going to have probably the most gravity or he's going to force the most closeouts out of these guys. And if so, I think that will unlock a lot of value with him. So that's why I did value him off the ball as well. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up the screen setting too. I had that in my notes as well. And when you watch film, I mean, he does a really good job of uh, setting screens off ball as well as on ball too, where he is the role man. And so that's, that's definitely another factor. All right. So to finish here, I want to hear your final rankings of these five guys, because I'm still struggling, like struggling with this. Uh, It's again, been one of the hardest things for me, but again, for me, the guys that I'm for sure on is I definitely prefer Rocco over Franz and I prefer Franz over Kaminga. Um, But let me hear where you're at on your list. So I'll say this. This is one of those scenarios or examples where we can put this list together. And Sam did it mathematically last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Based off the point system he did, his list actually ended up how he likes them as prospects. For me, totaling up this list and doing it mathematically is would be completely different than how I like them. Uh, Yeah, me too. So how, where, how did the how did the mathematical part work out for me? Because the same thing hap, happened to me. So how did it work out for you? So I actually didn't even do it. I just know looking at the list <laughs> that the the results would not be how I feel. So number one for me, I I like Scotty Barnes. I believe in him. I think he's going to be, uh, you know, never a superstar. But I think out of these five, he's going to be my favorite and most productive player Uh, out of these five again and then number two I was you know surprised but I I think I'm actually going Rocco number two then number three I kind of have a tie with Franz and Jalen Johnson and then Kaminga number five or yeah number five yep so I have Kaminga number five by a pretty wide margin this is my hottest take of the draft cycle but to me Kaminga is outside of my lottery. He's probably going to finish closer to 20, actually, than the lottery. So that's a big difference from what a lot of people see. But I just don't buy the jumper. I don't buy the touch. I think he's a pretty low IQ player, and I don't buy the ancillary tools. So like I said, not a guy that I'd want giving the ball, giving usage on my team. You know, the comparison that I've used is, to me, while he is very athletic, too, I, I will add he's a bit kind of robotic at times so he to me the comparison i've used is a harrison barnes type player 
but with less shooting ability. And so take that how you will. I just don't think that's a super valuable player. Okay, that's enough ragging on Kaminga today. But number, so I'll give you kind of my list, how it shook out mathematically. Uh, just going by these lists that we we just went over, which to me was kind of interesting. I ended up having Rocco number one, just barely over Jalen Johnson. Then just barely after that was Franz. And then actually Scotty Barnes was fourth and Kaminga fifth. So Cody, I, I think that I like Scotty Barnes more than that as well. So when I look at this, I'm like, why is it that he ranked so low? And I think to me, the reason is because defense to these guys is so valuable. And because that's only one category, I'd almost like double or triple count that, you know, if I was to actually do this mathematically. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think I just like him more defensively than you do. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Also, (laughs) just I haven't I have a number one defensively, too. Yeah, that's true. To tr- touch on this uh, with Kaminga just one last time, <laughs> a prospect that I liked a lot better. He was a better playmaker. His jump shot was farther along. I think he was more heady. Was Josh Jackson? I liked him a lot more than I like Kaminga this year. And you know this, I did not like Josh Jackson. <laughs> yeah. In that class, so um, that's he's kind of been my barometer. With with Kaminga, the fact that at, at the same point in their, you know, college or first year out of high school, the same point in their career, I actually prefer Josh Jackson, who who I didn't really like. So uh, I also have Kaminga pretty low. Yeah. Uh, having Josh Jackson over Tatum was my probably biggest whiff ever. So I think I've learned from that as well. Um, so. Another reason, too, one thing we didn't include here is like upside or like valuing a high end outcome, because this is kind of our median, just like 50th percentile projection of these guys. And to me, that's another reason why that I think if we had included that, that would have bumped both Scotty and Jalen Johnson up slightly and Franz Wagner down a little bit, because I like Franz Wagner's kind of middle end outcome. I think to use the word safe, I think he's one of the safer guys among this group, but I don't view him as having really any type of kind of all-star high-end outcome. Yeah, I agree. Right now, I would say he's the most polished for sure, uh, but the upside just isn't there. Any other notes from you, Cody, before we finish? I think that's most of what I've got today. Nope. Yeah, I'm good. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Draft Dummies and listen to the other podcasts on the Lockdown NBA Draft Podcast. They are doing great work as well. Uh, We appreciate you guys listening. Thank you, listeners. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.